Notes from the Upper West Side, a novel by Dan Wrench. Chapter 87. Yeah, I guess. I closed the door and locked it. I threw the key card on the first bureau I could reach inside a world-weary sigh and sat on the bed. What am I going to do with you, Cammy? I'm sorry, Daddy. Do you know what would happen if your mother came up here and caught you with her lipstick? I guess she would be mad. She already thinks I might love you more than I love her. Oh, do you, Daddy? Of course I do. Mommy's cunt is way too roomy for Daddy. But you have to wipe that lipstick off your mouth before she gets home. Okay. She reached up with her sleeve. I grabbed her arm in a very stern but gentle way. A daddy way. Not on your sleeve, I said. I reached down and unzipped slowly. She watched. I turned her around and sat her on the bed. Take it out, I said. She unbuckled me and pulled the pants down to just above my knees. My cock was a medieval war machine. She grabbed it with one hand. Oh my god, Daddy, she said. It's really fucking hard. That's right, I said. But watch your language. That F word is very unladylike, and Daddy needs to pack his thunder gun into the earthy snatch of a good little girl. She looked up at me and kind of smiled. Now, I said. Let's get that lipstick off, and I don't want to see a speck left when you're finished, and if you do a good job, well, daddy's gonna stretch ya. And I mean he's gonna stretch ya extra wide. Oh, daddy, she said, and she took my cock deep in her mouth and started rubbing her tongue up and down the shaft while the back of her throat massaged the head. Oh my fucking Christ. A girl with no gag reflex at all. She sucked really tight and mashed her lips down on it just like she would if she were, yeah, trying to smear her lipstick off on my cock. Then she slowly pulled back. It was, holy shit, it was urgent. You know what I'm saying, boys. You know when it's a fait accompli. I was thinking, what the fuck? She just started. It was the Corvophil. I wasn't used to it on top of St. Billy's Bounce. Okay, I thought. Okay, I can deal. I had my kegels. I was pretty sure I could choke back the surge. But when you clench it back in the home stretch, the cock swells to what feels like twice its normal girth. For a second there, you have a battering ram that can double as a load-bearing wall. Cammy gulped and took it out and looked at it and then looked up at me and said, Holy F, Daddy. Your cock just swelled three inches in 0 0.5 seconds. Now here's the part I hadn't planned out. At all. When rehearsing with Fat Fern, this is the point where she knows to back off. The sudden expansion to big ape cock means I'm slamming on the brakes. But Cammy didn't know this. I never told her. So she slurped her way back and started sucking Admiral Balsey's helpless, 
greedy head. Yeah, I lost it all over her. She licked my balls while I shook my sorry brow. Big load, Daddy. She chuckled. <laughs> oh, fuck, I said. I sat on the bed. Fucking fuck, fuck, fuck. What's the matter, Daddy? I didn't want to lose control. It's the... That asshole Parp gave me a quarter of a fill. He sabotaged me. I could have had that hard on all night long. But what? She said. Then you don't need it all night. You're addicted to the taste of my silky pink pussy lips. Remember, Daddy? Remember how you leave Mommy to come up to my room at night and eat me dry? Her skirt dropped to the floor. Her mound was out and haunting face. She said, Cammy comes while Mommy sobs. She did that gig chuckle again <laughs> and pushed me back on the bed and climbed up me until she was sitting on my collarbone with her cunt on my chin. Eat me, Daddy, she said. Eat me like you don't want to be raped by your celly. I was feeling really sorry for myself. Then she said, And when you're done with Cammy's cunt, we'll get you started on the hungriest hole of all. She wriggled impatiently. Lick it like a sailor, Daddy, she said. It sounded like a threat. Yeah, I guess, I whimpered. This was really disappointing for me. I pretty much had it in my head that the rock-solid forever-up cock meant that cuntying would be at a minimum, and ass-rimming would be replaced with ass-pounding. I mean, who needs to French hole when he's got the big boner? I'm not counting pervs like Parp who were apparently abused as kids, so now when they get a girl naked, they have to tell themselves the smell of sweaty cunt just home from the gym is earthy. Now it looked like I was in for a replay of the inaugural ball, a night of licking and rimming until she called times up and stomped out. But the way I said what I just said, yeah, I guess. It really rocked her. She just stared down at me for a second with this slap-in-the-mouth look and then rolled off me and onto the bed. I tried to lighten it up a little bit. Hey, I said with a big grin on my face. For bringing me off in record time, you can have my tongue in any holes you want, even the unhygienic ones. Okay, you gotta remember, I had a big grin on my face. Lighten up, you slitcha. But when I said that last thing, the thing about the unhygienic holes, she made the distressed face you make when you find out you didn't get the part your agent said was a lock. The unhygienic ones? Well, you know, I said. Big fucking grin. Notes from the Upper West Side is a work of fiction. The people depicted in this work do not exist. Notes from the Upper West Side. Copyright 2021 by Dan Wrench.